Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going, podcast about success and failure, or failure and success. So I'm John Biggs, and today on the show, it's going to just be me. Um, I've been doing this for a few months now, basically asking people to come on here and become actually very vulnerable. It's a weird feeling uh, to do what I'm doing and what they do, and I figured it was only fair for me to talk about some of my failures and what happened and how I tried to fix them, I guess. Um, so my primary reason for starting the podcast was that nobody really talks about this stuff and nobody really told me anything about this. I remember I was talking to a, a, a buddy of mine, uh, who was essentially crying. He was a CEO of a really good company, great idea, great product, and it was working really well. And I asked him like, why aren't you talking to people? Why aren't you going out and asking for help? He didn't want to. Uh, because every time he talked to other entrepreneurs, and again, this isn't just about entrepreneurs. I've tried to make this more generalist, but it's happened that I have a lot of entrepreneurs on the show. Um, and all they want to do is talk about like whose raise was bigger and, and who has the right devs for the right job and who can't get in touch with uh, the right person that's going to make every single thing that they're doing right now worth it. Um, and he was in pain. So we were talking for a brief period and I told him that the best idea was to go to therapy. He eventually did, but it was really hard to convince him to go. So here's what happened to me. Uh, in about 2018, my dad died. Uh, I guess it was January 2nd when he died right around the holidays. That's why I really don't like the holidays. That's why I'm recording this now because it gives me the opportunity to sort of reflect on things a little bit. So my dad was a, not a complicated man per se. He, he taught me a lot about reading and writing, um, art. Um, he had a master's degree in English and he always said that once I get a master's degree, I can talk to him about things, basically tell him what to do. So he used to lord that over me and I kind of took that to heart. So I got a master's degree. I became a journalist. I was writing, um, I would write for 400, uh, I wrote 11,000 posts for TechCrunch, for example. I wrote 26 posts a day on Gizmodo. I just wrote. And to a degree, I was writing my way into his heart, into his good graces. He was kind of a son of a bitch, quite honestly. I'm talking to my mother about it now, and he was really mean to a degree. He was also really kind. He was really gentle, and he, he taught me a lot. And he was simultaneously the, the hated figure in my life and sort of my most beloved. And I was absolutely lucky that I still had him in my life when he was around. So anyway, 2018 comes around. And during the intervening years, the years when I first started as like a blogger, when I had like whatever, 100 million page views a month and I was going nuts and I was, I was a startup celebrity running around doing all sorts of exciting things that the average person would consider exciting, that I considered exhausting. 
I would travel different places and I would end up in a place and it felt like I was in New Jersey, right? So I'm landing in Dubai or I'm landing in Tokyo and I go to the hotel and I stay in the hotel and there's an event that I have to go cover. Or there's a conference that I have to go to. I didn't go to any conferences. I'm, I didn't go to any museums. I didn't go to any good restaurants. I would go to the restaurant that the folks took us to usually and I would eat too much and I would drink too much and it was sort of the only way I could figure things out in that respect and it was absolutely frustrating to me and this was supposed to be the best years of my life these are my 30s um, late 20s and I was basically just a big fat happy piglet running around the world writing about stuff getting super jaded super exhausted super angry at things I used to get pitched at urinals, for example, when I was writing about startups. So you add that into my dad dying. I used to write for my dad. He was my main audience. I knew that if I could reach him, then I could reach anybody. Near the end of his life, he was a Trumpist. He, was, uh, he, would, he would basically just try to piss me off with his, his political beliefs. He would just argue all the time. He was gross. He was big. Um, I was deathly afraid of getting as big as him. He was probably about 450, 500 pounds max. I was maxing out at about 275, 300. I was getting to be a big boy. And one night in Chicago, I forget exactly what night it was, but I do remember going to this startup event. And I, was, uh, and I basically called out uh, the Chicago startup scene. I was being a jerk. Now, there are... I can argue two, two points here. The first point is, yeah, absolutely. A lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff didn't come out of Chicago at the time. Uh, you had Groupon and you had basically some logistics companies or whatever. And again, I don't want to argue these points, but every single city that I would go to had its entrepreneurial uh, theater that it was running. And you had these accelerators and you had these investors who weren't really investing locally. They would pretend to invest locally and they just want to get in on Silicon Valley investments. And it was really frustrating to me and people wouldn't listen. And who cares? Maybe they shouldn't have listened because with who the hell was I? I was just some dumb journalist. Uh, but I got really angry and I was basically arguing these points with people. I forget who was there. I think it was like Obama's CTO or something like this, this one dude. Uh, and they had the little insular group they had this little little click there, and I was an outsider just telling them, hey, you got to, I don't know, be better or whatever. And who the hell wants to hear that, especially from some fat dude who's like sweating. Uh, that day, I had had a really bad day. I went to Reverb, the headquarters of Reverb, which is a music company. They, make, they, make, they sell like used music instruments and things, and I love that place. I love the site. Um, I interviewed the CEO and walked around the place, and I should have loved it. I absolutely should have loved it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I didn't feel anything. Then I went to Chicago Music Exchange. I like guitars, so I went and walked around. I looked at all these guitars. They were all, like, extra expensive, needlessly expensive, and in my opinion, because what the hell did I know? And um, I'm like, this is all so weird, and I just didn't want to buy anything. Um, and I thought buying something might help me, but I realized that anything that I really liked would be super expensive. So I went to, uh, then I went to get a deep dish pizza and I was all alone at this time. So remember, I'm a big boy wandering around in Chicago. Uh, what is it? The city of wide shoulders or whatever. And, uh, and um, I ate an entire deep dish pizza and had a beer 
entire deep dish pizza. It's like probably a medium pizza probably, but it was still a big piece of freaking pizza. Uh, ate that thing, still nothing, still completely flat. My aspect, uh, my mind, everything was just completely flat. It was like I was, and again, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, if you're listening to this and you know what I'm talking about, you know exactly what was happening to me. I was basically in a, it was basically in clinical depression. Um, I'm a buddy of mine, Rich, uh, my business partner, uh, had, had told me that I was probably having problems, but I wasn't listening. So I go to this event that night and on my way, I go hang out with some buddies and we go out, go out for drinks at some nice, nice place. Uh, wander around the wander around the Chicago for a minute, and then I start to walk home. So let's recap. So I'm a angry at my body, angry at myself, angry at my failures. I had multiple failures. I've chalked up multiple failures. The only thing that I was successful at, only thing, and this is even this is even I don't know. Uh, this is this is stating the case a little too hard. Uh, a little too optimistically I was the only thing I was good at was writing and I can't argue that I'm any good at it I can't argue that I'm any good at making media this podcast itself is a super failure I basically we get a couple like probably 30 to 50 listens per episode which is fine by me I mean it's people who are actually pouring out their hearts for the world and I guess the fewer people who hear it is the better because I don't want those people to be embarrassed uh, but yeah, so I had multiple, multiple failures. I, I, I used people's money, uh, to build startups that never really worked. I didn't have the guts to basically go sell. I didn't have a lot of the, I didn't have a lot of the aspects that I should have had to be a good entrepreneur. I had the aspects that I did have to be an acceptable journalist who was primary goal was to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. Uh, but I felt like a failure and I was a failure. I failed multiple times doing startups. I failed in multiple books. I had a book contract in about 2008 that went, that destroyed itself because I was too stupid to figure out how to write it properly. Um, on the surface, I don't know what you saw. I don't know what people saw back then. I wasn't happy, but I wasn't sad. I didn't appear sad, I suppose. Um, so anyway, back to that night. So I finish up the drinks with these guys and I go wandering the streets of Chicago and I look down the street and everything just added up in a split second. Uh, everything just added up in the point and the idea, the answer was I would walk in front of a bus. So I would walk in front of this bus that was coming down the street towards me and that would be it. I would just finish things off. That would be the end of, end of the story for me. I, I thought to myself that would that was a good solution. It wasn't obviously a good solution. And as a buddy of mine, Bree Pettis, said that the act of suicide is deeply selfish and destructive. You think you're being freed, but what really happens is the rest of your family, the rest of your friends are basically destroyed. So the petard that you hoist yourself upon uh, hey, kills you, you're gone. But the ancillary damage, the damage that everybody else feels is there and it hurts. And it hurts really, really, really badly. I have friends who have gone through this. Um, one friend of mine, her father killed her some, killed himself fairly early on when she was young and she still remembers it and she's still damaged. But I wasn't thinking that way. I was stupid. 
So I went back home and I basically said, I got to go to somebody. I got to go talk to somebody. So I talked to a therapist. Uh, who's this guy? Uh, this, he was a PhD in chemistry, uh, I think bio, biochemistry or something like that. And he just became like a psychiatrist just for kicks. And he understood, I guess, my kind of mind uh, where I basically couldn't focus on anything. I just had to, had to run around. So he gave me some pills, happy pills, and helped me over time. And I think, the, I think his style, his very particular style, um, was helpful to me because he was no nonsense. He thought I was a big old doofus. And he basically said, look, you're in clinical depression. This is what's happening. You need these pills. And we can talk things out a little bit, but we don't have to talk too much. You can, you can figure your own way out of this way. Um, and that one piece of suicidal ideation was an aberration, and it's not going to come back. And if it does, just give him a call. I did exactly what he said. I started taking the pills. I reduced the pills over time over the past few years. I feel a lot better now. Um, I feel calmer. I feel like that night hasn't really left me. The stain of it is still here, if that's the idea I'm trying to go for. The, uh, the smell of it is still floating around, but I could feasibly uh, stop it, and I know that I won't do it again. That's what makes me feel good. But the problem is everybody has this, has this stuff, and there's plenty of people out there like that, that CEO dude I was talking to early on, uh, my friends who are, who are all building stuff and realizing that it's really hard. It's really hard to do anything. Uh, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation, all that other good stuff. Look, I'm here to say that you can solve things with help and you have to get help. I had to have help. I had to talk to somebody about what was going on with me. I had to go to a therapist. I had to deal with this stuff. And everything that happened to me, all these failures, one upon the other, just kind of snowballed into something that I didn't like and made me hate myself. I'm trying to fix myself. And partially this podcast is about that. It's, it's about the escape from fear it's about the escape from failure and it's about fixing the things that are broken now again i don't want to share this information uh in a way that would encourage anybody to follow in my footsteps if you're suicidal you can whatsapp me i'm at 1646-827-0591 you can give me a call on that as well uh, and you can call the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. If you need any advice on who to talk to, on who to reach out to, I can do my absolute best to help you out with that. But the Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. If you are a person who is trying to build something, please understand that you're not always going to succeed. And that building something is probably some, the hardest work that we can ever do uh, because it's the most vital work. 
there are people out there who care about you. There are people out there who are consider you important. And I want to share that idea with you because I hope that it can help. And if you're hunky-dory right now, if everything's a-okay, then great, absolutely great. If you're not, then reach out. Uh, let's try to figure out a way forward. Again, if you're going through hell, keep going. This is my uh, New Year's podcast for those who are listening. All the best uh, in whatever holiday you celebrate. Again, if you have any questions, reach out. I'm John Biggs. This is Keep Going. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going.